Incorporating brain-computer interface technology, a funnel and several bar bearings, I can now urinate, sleep, and play the game simultaneously. I'm not an aggressive person, but I admit it. I like killing things. You guys, the quest to activate this orb is balls. All right, Blade signed up for man night, not bickering old fart night. Sorry I gave you ugly face. I sketched it on a gummy high. <laughs> I'm just eight ten dollars. Hi, this is Jenny. And this is Kenny. And you're listening to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild. This is episode 22, part 2. 222. I I forgot to say award-winning. Oh, that's okay. Everyone knows it's an award-winning web series. I didn't write it in the notes there, so that's why you didn't say it. You're being good and reading the script. I can't do anything that you don't write down. <laughs> That's right. I, my brain starts to melt. That's right. That's the truth. <laughs> Kenny actually scripts everything I say. All those witty comments that yeah, sound like all they're out of my head. That's right. It's all, all, it's all Kenny. And, that's right. It's all me. Uh, as you can hear, <laughs> we, we are Skyping again, as we did for part one, uh, just for the fact that we do, we do record these back to back, just to let everyone know. And I'm still at work. And you're still, still at work. here. Still busy. That's right. Uh, was this like 15 days later and you're still at work? <laughs> I never leave. <laughs> I have a bedroom set up here. That's right. What's happening on today's show? Stay tuned to find out. All right. So why don't you tell our listeners what is planned for today's show? We have BTS of Season 3, Episode 10, The Return. The Return, Yes. Then we have a fan interview. Then we have a guild something with Sean Becker. That weirdo. Yeah. Just kidding. Ah, and then our favorite, donations. <laughs> donations. And finally, business time. You got to have some business. And time for it. It's, it's, it's like a mullet party in the front, business <laughs> in the back. Or I think I got that wrong. I think it's the other way around. But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> our show is like a mullet. <laughs> I just compared our show to a mullet. Nice. What is wrong with nice. me? It's late. It is late. It is late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting loopy. Oh. Now our time for Sir Kenny and Lady Jenny to take you behind the scenes of the guild. All right, it's time for some behind the scenes of season three, episode ten, The Return. This is where we talk. What? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep for a second. No, I didn't really, but <laughs> um So this is this is the episode where the the guild comes back together. Yeah, but it starts out so sad. I know, you feel bad. I think it's, I think it's the I think it's the saddest codex, codex blog ever. I, I love her hair in the, the beginning cuz it's so straight. It's like yeah, no wave, no straight. nothing. It's straight as can be, which is so unusual. But she's yeah, it's droopy and that's why. It, yeah, that's what it is. She's like giving up, you know, the will to live and she's just not Prepping herself like she normally does, so. She probably hasn't washed it in a week. <laughs> it's probably true. I'm but, surprised she even put on clothes. Well, you know, she has a whole naked thing, so I think she would make the effort to put clothes on. All right, so we <laughs> we first start off with Vork appearing out of nowhere. I love when he appears out of nowhere. He's just there. Just there. I love when they do that. It's so, so funny. But, but he, he and comes. I, and I seem to. I, I seem to remember there was like they had difficulty doing that whole pillow shot where oh, he like yes. dodges the pillow. Yep. I think he got nailed a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also did a reverse shot, so they sh- they showed Felicia sh- throwing it, and the-, the pillow would go into the camera too because she couldn't. Yeah, I remember. She could throw it at the camera, so she had to throw it like on an angle. But the pillows don't go where you throw them all the time, so. It was that obviously they must have didn't you know it didn't work out because they never really showed that shot. They only showed it from Vork's view where he dodges it sideways. But um, which is hilarious. It is hilarious. Yes. So he 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 rallies the troops. I love his speech. His whole you know I love when he does the whole hand thing. Then he wields the power. Vork. Yes. He's so hilarious. I wield it like a Yeah, he's so hilarious in this. I love when he grabs Felicia's monitor and goes running off with it. That was that was fun. And uh, and then the next scene is with Zabu. Zabu! Feeling all pity for himself. He's playing that. And playing Sir Loops. Loops a lot. That's right. And those voices, aren't those? That's Kim and Felicia. Yes. Doing all Felicia those. does this funny, high-pitched voice. <laughs> yeah. So, that's yeah. not 
that's not enhanced or anything. That's just her voice. Oh, that's that's <laughs> them. Yeah, that's them doing that. Those crazy voices. And then Jared, our our lighting guy, Jared Hoy, is with a, a light machine that has like three different colored bulbs in it, and he's clicking them back and forth, making it look like a game on Zabu's face with the colors. That was a little light. There's a game on Zabu's face. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little lighting trick from Jerry, which I thought was really, really ingenious. And plus, you know, it's a clicking sound, so he has to do it like really fast, but not fast enough to make the clicking sound because you know they're still doing their dialogue. Yeah. But uh, that was really cool, and that was actually shot in Andrew's house. This is the is the in his apartment? Yeah, yeah, his parents own, or at least they run the apartment complex that we were shooting in, and that was their actual physical apartment. So that was really cool. Oh, and this, of course, this has to be probably one of the best speeches that Vork gives about saving a dying dog, a drowning dog. Half of that's improv. I think, no, is the whole thing improv? I, I, well, yes. I think I the think whole, the whole, thing, whole was thing was improv. Because at the end, Felicia busts up laughing in between the takes because it's so crazy. It is so crazy, but, but it's hilarious. And he did it a couple, and he did it a couple of times. Different versions. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite speeches that he gives. It's just hilarious. And so they finally convinced Zabu to give it a try. I love when he says you can call me Zab or Boo. Yeah, go with Boo. <laughs> I love Boo. <laughs> Boo. Boo. He's gonna be Boo now. Uh, and then of course they gotta go to Clara's house, and Clara's just having the time of her life. Oh yeah, she loves family it, time. Clearly loves it. Um, and I love. Uh, what's funny is that when they're shooting this scene. When Claire opens the door and the three or the two are on the outside, I'm actually there with them. I'm over on the side of the door on the outside. I mean, you can you can't see me because I'm like tucked into the corner as much as I can. I don't know why I was there. I think I was filming or shooting or I was doing something, but I was. I think you were doing BTS. Yeah. I, yeah, and I was like tucked into that corner, and it was hilarious. It was funny because then Zabu does the whole dog story, and he doesn't get it right. And it's, I don't know if that was that must have been improv too. Because yeah, because I think both the dog story and yeah, like that, that was added yeah. on set. Yeah, and th- that was hilarious. I love when he says, "Clara, you're a dog." Well, no, no, you're a drowning dog. And I want to kill you. <laughs> and I'm going to kill you. <laughs> that was so much fun. And, uh, and then G- Gabby has her big moment. That's right. You know that was supposed to be uh, Bellamy because that was in the script. Was Bellamy? It was supposed to be Bellamy. Yeah, but but Bell- as we all a- know. Bellamy disappeared. Bellamy disappeared into the ether. <laughs> so yeah, so they switched it to Gabby. Cause I think it was like Bellamy for the longest time. Even Clara, like, was doing rehearsals, was saying Bellamy. And we're like, no, 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 that's not Bellamy. That is Gabby. So they had to make sure they, that, you know, Clara says the right daughter's name. It would have been funny if she said Bellamy and Gabby should. I know, I was about to say, it'd be kind of funny. That's very Clara. She doesn't even know her, their names. Her names, yeah. Uh, it would be funny if she just said, Oh, baby number two, come here. <laughs> they did a lot of improving in that scene, and a lot of it didn't make it um, when Zabu was saying, can I be cinnamon flavor? Or he wanted to be curry flavor, you know, because he's Indian. Um, uh-huh. That that whole scene, there was so much going on. They It must it lasted a long time, and they went on and on. Improv- those three together with, you know, Felicia, Sandeep, and Jeff is hilarious. I was dying in that corner because I can't laugh. And they were just so, so funny. But, of course, it doesn't take much to twist Clara's arm to do it. And uh, so they got Clara, they got uh, Zabu, and now they go for Blades. And I, love I his don't outfit. think Bla- Blades needed much convincing. No, no. But I loved his outfits. He's wearing that plaid shir- shirt and plaid shorts. Just horrible. Because he's going to go to a polo club, and that's clearly what they wear, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's a quick scene with him just to get him on. And uh, and then the best shot of the entire episode is. Oh, my sl- God. That is slow-mo walk. That is the it's best. Brilliant. <laughs> Sean Becker. Sean Becker actually showed me um, a rough cut of it when he first had it together. Uh-huh. And uh, the temp. Temporary music he was using was um, Little Green Bag. I forget who it's by, but um, he so wanted to use that song, but yeah. obviously we didn't have the rights to it. Yeah. So Greg Benson actually whipped up a sound alike. It's so good. The so song is still, so perfect. Still, yeah, it still get, it has the same feel of that song, but it's not that song. Yeah, it's hilarious. I loved when he did it in uh, second season with the three girls where they do the turn and the walk towards Fernie. That's just the yeah. same exact thing. And I love the fact it's slow-mo and then Zabu spits and it goes so, so slow. 
you know, past Clara's face. And then, of course, they get to the doorway, and they are geeks and dorks, so they bump into each other. And, and then, of course... You, and the actress of Anarchy is laughing at them. Yes, <laughs> and then you get work that says, let's do it. The best end line. And, of course, that's my that's my buddy Will, who's uh, yep. behind the counter. He's the barista. He's the barista. And Carly... Carly my is, buddy Carly Jones was right. the waitress. That's right. So that was really cool to have them there. Uh, that was one yeah. benefit of... Uh, kind of casting, helping out with casting, was being able to get our friends, so who are actors also. I mean, we didn't just ask anybody. They are actors in their own rights to to be part of it. Right. But uh, it was very cool. Well, not all of the extras. No, no, no. I'm talking about your friend Carly too, and my and friend. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Carly and Will are both yeah. extremely talented yeah. actors. Yeah. So. so, I mean, we gave them the more prominent role than just, you know, bystanders standing in the back. Those and were there was fun. actually... There's actually a second waitress, Shonra Wakefield from yep. Oz Girl. Yep. Yeah, she's in there too. You can see her in, in future episodes and later episodes. All right, so I think that's it for our behind the scenes. This is the beginning of the Stay end. tuned for right. next time where we, we have, do number 11. We only have two 11. episodes left. Two episodes. Number the 11. Land, the land party, that's right. It's going to be fun. Let us hear from another loyal knight. It's our fan interview. I did this interview with Jeff Valdez when he was visiting for BlizzCon. He came out for BlizzCon last month, and then he uh, hung out a little bit with me. Uh, one day we went out to lunch and uh, went, took him to Vasquez Rocks, and I'm like, you know what? I go, you haven't done a fan interview, have you? I go, well, you're in the studio. I'm going to do one with you. So that's what we did. So let's go ahead and take a listen. That was good thinking. I know. That was good thinking. I got to grab those fan interviews when I can, you know. It's so difficult, you know, time-wise to get you and me all together into one, you know, group together to, to do an interview so it's so much easier just to get them where I can so this is why you don't hear Jenny because she was busy working and uh, I did this solo so let's go ahead and take a listen to my interview with Jeff Hey guys, this is Kenny, and I have a very special in-studio guest for our fan interview this week I have Jeff Valdez Hi everybody, this is Jeff Welcome to my studio. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's great being here. This is a great place that <laughs> you have. Yeah, it's actually my office, but uh, we call it the studio when we record. Uh, Jeff is actually out for BlizzCon yeah. and uh, decided to stay an extra few weeks and mm -hmm. visiting some people. And he decided to join me, which was great because we just got done spending some time over at the Vasquez Rocks, which is near my house. Yeah, it was great seeing where Kirk fought the Gorn. That's right. Um, and I guess every other scene that's on the planet <laughs> is usually some variation of that. I, I didn't realize Next Generation was also filmed there, filmed there as well, so it was yeah, good seeing lots that. Yeah, it's a very famous uh, filming location just because of the jagged rocks. It's always yeah. really cool. Yeah. And uh, then we went out and had some lunch over at El Torito, which was really cool. And now we're back here, and I suckered him into doing a fan interview. <laughs> um, Against my nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still a little no, you'll do fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a piece of cake. Uh, let's first start with the, the most simplest question is, how did you find the guild? Um, well, I found the guild through um, Felicia's blog. Um, I, I was following that for a while, but I'd since known about her from Buffy. And um, I, actually, I don't. Um, I actually knew about her from um, the like an Ultimate Dragons uh, fan club back in wow. uh, Prodigy a long time ago. I, I didn't know her. I did not know her personally, but yeah. I mean. Um, you know, Ultima Seven, I think back in the day, and then wow. um, Prodigy, I guess, was the internet at the Prodigy, time. Prodigy, I, I remember that. Yeah. So that's. <laughs> um, but I think uh, I found the guilt through that, through the blog. So you've been there since day one. Um. Yes. For the since, since day one. For so the you guild. suffered yeah. months where you would get new episodes uh, and have to wait a month or two and then yes, another episode. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first season was very fragmented. Yeah. Um, because she was, you know, waiting on getting funding Money, and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. So, um, but it was very grassroots then, and I, I think everything really exploded with uh, Dr. Horrible. I yeah, think. oh yeah. Um, I think uh, definitely exploded Exposed after that. Exposed a whole new group of people to uh, yeah. the guild, which is always great. But Edgar was there from the beginning as well, as well as a couple other people that I think are still yeah. really big fans of the show. Awesome. And uh, now you do game, correct? Uh, yes. You play um, WoW, and you're I, part of the Knights of Good. I play WoW. I'm actually the guild you're master. The game. Yeah, that's right. You're the guild master. Guild master you're the for... Vork. Uh, I'm the Vork, um, though it's kind of weird because I'm more of a codex, I think, trying to to help. Uh, but there's a lot of other people that help me out yeah. there. It's not just me. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, Star and Maybe and, my, and John um, are all people that are officers that help me out. Yeah. So, um, 
And there are a lot of great people that are in the guild as well that have found the show through, um, you know, through different ways. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a, just a collection of fans yeah. just playing, playing WoW together. Yeah. Now, the Knights, Knights of Good, I assume, is all guild fans. I mean, they all, yeah, they're Knights, there because of the guild. Um, yes, and you, for the most part, everybody there is a fan of the guild in okay. some way. Yeah, and now, are you guys great. accepting new people? Uh, all the time. Um, so we have people trickle in. You know, usually it's people. It's a variation of people like playing their alts on that realm as well as um, people that decide to make it their main characters yeah. and everything. So it's a very and it's a very casual guild. So um, uh, we try to raid, but um, don't expect like hardcore raiding. Yeah. Um, we're definitely a casual fan guild. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I know uh, Jeff, Vince, and Felicia used to play, and Sandeep. Mm-hmm. And I know I, they still have characters. They, they don't still play have characters. Nobody really plays as much. I think they're all very busy people, so um, I, I wouldn't say to expect to play with any any of them. But it's but certainly Michelle's there. Boyd. Michelle plays. Um, and, uh, Miley. Mylin um, yes. also plays as well. Mylin yeah. Sarley, um, both of Team Unicorns. So yeah. Um, yeah. So and they're part of the Knights of Good group yeah. also. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a lot of really cool people. So if you want yeah. to join in, they're taking new members. Yes. Uh, all right, cool. So let's go ahead and start with who is your favorite character? I always get a little confused with it from this question about this question because um, I guess I most like Codex, but I think my favorite character, and I've said this before in previous podcasts, is Tink. Okay. Um, just because it reminds me of of people you see in gaming and of a close friend of mine. Um, so I mean, a lot of people are. I think that's a little weird um, because they know me and I'm not that, that way at all. <laughs> yeah. Not like Tink, but you definitely see that type of person um, who's just blunt in your face about everything. Yeah. Um, I, I love and that. And you just like that. Yeah. Very I find cool. it funny, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, then you answer my next question is who do you see yourself as? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely probably... Are you like 100% Codex or do you think you're a little bit of another character? I also? think I'm... Codex, but I mean, like everybody, I think I'm a little bit of um, everybody, I think, um, you know, I, I would say. Yeah. Um, but I, the bulk I can of get it. a little obsessive like Vork, um, and I can get, you know, sometimes I can get pretty blunt like Tink, but I, I would say I'm most like Codex. Yeah. Very cool. Now, w- between seasons uh, one to four, which one is your most favorite? Um, I was actually talking to, um, to Fernie about this the other day. I think... I think I enjoyed the second season the most. Okay. Um, though I know for most people it would be season three. I think. Um, yeah. I really, I really love season two just because it seems like it's the, um, you know, the story with the, you know, the best arc and everything like that. And I kind of, I like, actually like the way that it ended and mm-hmm. everything. So. Yeah. Um, and I would say some of my favorite episodes are probably from that season. Oh, good. So. I was just gonna ask you like the next question: What was your favorite episode? So I assume it's um, from season two. Yeah. Um, I think. I actually know this pretty well. Um, definitely episode 10, okay. Socializing Sucks, is like one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, I think that's the one where you first see Riley mm-hmm. talk, and then you have that whole showdown between Codex yeah. and Riley, which I find hilarious. Um, and there's just a lot going on in that episode, I think, um, that I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And let's see what other questions do I have for you. Oh, what do you think of season four? Oh, I love season four. Um, I think... Um, I've talked to a lot of different people who have different reactions to it, but I've I've really loved it. Um, I liked the whole um, how it ended and everything because mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me a little bit about my in-game experience. You mm-hmm. know, people getting married virtually. Yeah, yeah. That, that's happened before. That's right. Yeah, so you were talking own... about people meeting in-game and then yeah, there. Well, we've had some people marry virtually in the game, um, and then we've also had um, you know one person in our guild. Meet somebody in another guild and um, ended up marrying, marrying, real this, life. marrying in real life this yeah. past like two two months ago. Actually, yeah. I went to their wedding. Um, it was a great time. Yeah, um, I, I like to say that I introduced them, but I, <laughs> I'm sure they did the the hard work yeah, and yeah. love and all that. So, um, yeah, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so you enjoyed season four for the most part. Um, I did. Yeah, I thought it was um, really entertaining and everything. Um, and I think. Um, I don't know if I can say this here. Um, I think Jenny tried to like lead me astray a little bit about the plot points because I kind of saw that mm. you know Zabu and, and Codex would kind of have yeah. that kind of romantic relationship that they end up having. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I'm, yeah. she's, she can't. We still really don't know what's going on with Codex and Zabu. Exactly. She's so, it out. We don't know. 
They could just be friends and right. I mean, you know, that's right. yeah. I always wish that those two would get together from the very beginning. Right. That's how I yeah. feel. That's how I always wanted them. But then, I mean, that's that may not be how Felicia sees it. Yeah. So we'll see how so how we'll that see ends how up. pans out. Hopefully, in season five. Because I mean, he is he is a stalker. Yeah. So, he's I mean, so creepy. <laughs> yeah. He just, right. You know. But then they all have their issues. I yeah. Suppose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they all have their issues. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see what else. I think that's it. See, that was painless. I guess so. I, I always get a little bit nervous when, when it comes to these well, things. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. And I know you're going to be at Comic-Con 2011. Um, I'll definitely try to be there. It yeah. sounds like a lot of guildies are going to be there. A lot of our guildies in-game and also as part of the guild community. It's going to be so, a huge, um, huge guild. Yeah. yeah. Guildie um, in 2011. So, I mean, unfortunately, it comes at the same time as Comic-Con exploding in every way. And yeah. I'm sure it'll be very crowded, but um, I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun. Too. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Great. Well, I really appreciate you stopping by and chatting with uh, with uh, me, I guess. I was going to say us, but Jimmy's not here, so it's just me. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff, for doing this. Uh, he was so nervous, but... He- you know, once you start doing it, you're just like a natural. So we're not we're not mean. We're not you know it's not that painful. Or to talk on. Mic. I don't know. I don't know. Kenny sometimes tortures our guests. Sometimes, but I did with Jeff. He has he has a secret basement filled with torture <laughs> devices. Uh oh, I'm revealing all your don't, secrets, Kenny. Don't start more rumors. <laughs> enough rumors going around. The Knights of the Guild enjoy spreading cookies and love. Take a listen to these other noble shows. Introducing the Hellmelt Podcast, where your host Brian takes you on an in-depth review of Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Episode recaps, character discussions, and Brian rambling like a gibbering fool. So head on over to www.hellmouthpodcast.com or iTunes and listen as if the world were going to end tomorrow, because living on the Hellmouth, it just might. The Hellmouth Podcast. Listen or go to hell. Hello there, my name is Med. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. Alright, I mean, this is Mark. And we are the present. Mark? Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle on Podcast. And we like to talk about crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we were having a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at http colon forward slash forward slash waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. I'm not. Hi, this is Felicia, and I play Codex on the Guild, and you're listening to Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the web series The Guild. Once again, it's time for Guild Something with Sean Becker. And now it's time for the lamest segment on the show. Just kidding. It's awesome. <laughs> Guild Something with Sean Becker. With Sean Becker. Yes, and in the last Guild Something, he mentioned about having, he wants to have guests. He wants to have a co-host also for his segment. Oh, oh. Yeah. He's Sean Becker got to have everything we have. Now yes. he wants a co-host. He wants a co-host. Next he's to... going to want his own trailer. <laughs> he's going to have a podcast. Maybe do like a spinoff podcast. No, no, not allowed. <laughs> not allowed. All right, so let's go ahead and take a listen to this new Guild Something with Sean Becker and possibly someone else. Hey, everyone, this is Sean Becker, director of the Guild, and welcome to yet another segment of Guild Something. This is the part where a theme song should play. Um, I think I actually may do like a maybe an explosion or, I don't know, some kind of – I have a whole library of sound effects. Like we'll do some kind of little song and maybe I'll auto-tune – guild something because i have an auto-tune app um that'll auto my voice and that seems to be the end thing but for now i've got a slinky so maybe we can use that um so this sound you're about to hear is a slinky i'm sean becker and welcome to guild something ta-da kind of anticlimactic but anyways uh today is a new step in this segment um i've done x amount of shows uh which means i don't remember how many i've done but um the one thing i've always um done with this segment uh is i've always done it on my own by myself answering questions and um in addition to that i've also worked on other podcasts mainly as a guest and i've always kind of found it more interesting to go off of somebody whether it's being interviewed by someone or just even engaging in conversation with someone so from now on for uh guild something i'm gonna have a i guess like a a co-host in a way like i I don't want 
to necessarily have someone on to interview just me. It's like they kind of become part of the segment too. Um, so this week, uh, and probably for the majority of the weeks, uh, we're going to have Mr. Brian Kamioka. Brian, say hello. Hi, everybody. And uh, for those unfamiliar with you, uh, please introduce yourself and what you do um, uh, for the Guild. Well, my, my title with the Guild is Marketing uh, Coordinator. And then for Season 4, I also um, was uh, offered the job of doing the um, behind-the-scenes, um, filming all the behind-the-scenes as well, and helping edit and, and put those together. So, um, yeah, so as Marketing Coordinator, I do, you know, most people will know me from either hanging out at the Guild's... Um, community page on the forums or in the chat room, but also for the Twitter and the Facebook posts. And, um, I do some management of the YouTube page and update the website, you know, um, miscellaneous stuff. So any of the marketing stuff that, that is no longer Felicia doing every single little thing herself, uh, I'm there to help with as well. So that's great. And this is what you're looking to, to do as well, right? Like this. Yeah, is- yeah. That's uh, you know, I've been a marketing director for a, a theater company, and you know, I've been in, in theater for a long time, and I sort of have moved from um, specifically just being a general theater guy to being a theater marketing guy now to being um, you know specifically a marketing guy. I just finished getting an, an MBA, you know, focused in marketing and marketing strategy and business development, you know, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, so marketing is my marketing is my field. Kenny always calls me the marketing guru, but uh, you know, guru is just such a a loaded term and I, I think of gurus as as people who, well, I don't know. I, I think you you should never call yourself a guru. If I, I think he calls Greg Aronowitz the prop guru or the special effects guru. Yeah, so I th- I, I, mean, I think Kenny awesome. throws that term around a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe it means nothing. No, no, I, I take it as flattery. I just I just never call myself that because I think uh, you know guru is a title to be bestowed on you by others, not not by yourself. So. So I'm no self-proclaimed marketing guru, and I've never never asked to be called that. But Kenny Kenny started calling me that at some point um, when I got involved. So, so yeah, I appreciate that. Have you seen the Love Guru? Uh, I I have not, but I have seen the the cover box. Uh, <laughs> is, is that, was that <laughs> enough for you to see? Yeah, that's. Do you need to see any more? No, well, actually, uh, I went to. I forgot what I went to go see. It was when Love Guru was out, and I had walked into uh, it was like a you know multi theater so you could walk in other you know screens uh legally of course right and so uh i was leaving the movie i went to go see whatever it was and i'm walking by a theater and it was a love guru so i was like all right i'm gonna see how much this i can take just for the hell of it i've got some free time i didn't know what part of the movie i walked in on i'm like i'm gonna walk in just sit down and i'm gonna just see if i can like and, and if something funny happens i'll genuinely laugh and say like okay cool it was a funny moment but i'm gonna see if i can go five minutes uh without laughing and so i walk into the love guru <laughs> i have no idea what, what scene this is but basically like uh they're at a hockey game, and I knew this background from the trailer. Um, but basically, the love uh, Mike Myers is hired as the love guru to um, help with, with this hockey player. Um, and the hockey player, I forgot. It's like I guess he's not playing well because of like a lot of personal problems in his life. So they bring him in so that he fixes his personal problems and then he gets better at hockey. So I guess there was the, it was like some path to enlightenment. And um, I walk in, I sit down, and so Mike Myers goes they're about to play the game, the hockey game. And he says, um, I've just sat down and he says, all right. So your first step in, in enlightenment is in this game, uh, you must not fight. And he says, what are you talking about? This is hockey. Like hockey's all about fighting. Um, right. that's going to be a major problem. And then Mike Myers goes, well, Jay Z had 99 problems, but a bitch wasn't one of them. And I was like, done verbally went done, got up and left, walked out of the theater. <laughs> Maybe maybe forty seconds. Oh, wow! So um, go go see it. Or I mean, you you didn't even get past the cover art. No, no. I, <laughs> so I, I've actually seen uh, it in motion. Well, but, I think um, you, you and I probably have that uh, that experience of having worked at a video store because I worked at a video store for a long time, and I know you did too. And you know, there's some movies that you just you see the cover art, and you know. That's all you need to see. There's there's nothing else. There's nothing good. Oh, actually, that reminds me. Um, you know, one of the things I do is uh, you know sort of monitor whenever the guild is mentioned or do you want to date my avatar is mentioned on um, you know online. You know, I have all these you know Google alerts set up, mm-hmm. and at some point I found 
uh, a DVD called The Guild, and and it's one of these like low budget. I think it was a low-budget like thriller or action movie, and it later got called something else. But in its first incarnation, it was called The Guild, and um, and I bought it off Half.com, and I have it. I need to tweet a picture of it because it's like... And it's just out of curiosity? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, and it was something like it was two bucks. You know, someone, you know, was getting rid of a big DVD collection from a store. But it, it's, it's just called The Guild, and it's like a really bad... Uh, you know, blurry photo cover of like I think a person with a gun or something. I can't even remember, but it's just like the weirdest thing, and, and really big. It, the title of it is just the Guild, so I need to post a picture. I, I got to do that when the, as the DVD's coming out. You know, so was there any kind of tagline on it? Um, like yeah, the Guild, and then you know, I'm, I'm so unprepared for this because yeah, it was one of those. It had one of those horrible. Here, hold up! I, I bet I can find this. Let's. Uh... Um, so, uh, the one thing I was going to, while I'm stalling here and trying to open up a website here, what did you say, uh, half.com? Yeah, it was on, I can't remember if it was on half or eBay. The Guild, here, let me see. I don't know why. It was a movie. Was it a recent movie? Uh, no, it was, uh, it predated the actual show, The Guild. Oh, so we're going to get sued then. Uh, no, and I, and I can't remember, I had to find the... The other title, I think it was originally called The Guild, and then they changed the name. So, like, in IMDb, it's called something else. Oh, and then like maybe look it up by the, the Guild. Actors. Yeah. Well, The Guild is very affordable on Half.com. Our, our Guild. <laughs> 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 the Guild DVD. Okay, eBay. Well, while you're doing this, I'll say, you know, that here's, a, here's a tip directly from Sean Becker about video games. You know, rather than downloading your console games... Always buy them used off of like half.com because then you can always sell them if it's a game you don't like to play. <laughs> I found it. Okay. <laughs> you did? Yeah, What's the yeah. Tagline on it? It's The Guild. Uh, it's in, in 2004. Uh, it's classified as a thriller. It's $3, so you got a, you got a hefty discount. I did. Um, one third off. Uh, <laughs> it says The Guild, sometimes revenge is a real killer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I have that, I get, so, so we should watch it. We should we should have a, a contest. That's to, not a clever tagline. No, it's, it's not. It's kind of implied, it. right? I mean... Yeah. Oh, wait, okay, there's a... Oh, and it's repeated on the back. Uh, okay, hold on. There's a synopsis on here. The Guild. Once again, sometimes revenge is a real killer. For years, John Hunter, from the Fast and the Furious... Uh, has searched for a way to enter the underground organization of the Guild to seek revenge against a band of assassins responsible for the death of his parents. Finally, finding a contact, John enters the Guild. It's it's in all caps every time the Guild pops up. Posing as an assassin and is forced to prove himself or be found out. Uh, It's not worried. Okay. As Harold... Uh, Jonathan Banks from Beverly Hills Cop, the guild's leader, orders each hit. Hunter proves himself time and time again to be a valuable asset. Harold soon asks Hunter to watch and protect Jillian, um, a close friend of Harold's. Jillian refu- reveals, like, they're, the whole movie's mentioned here, like the whole plot. Jillian reveals to Hunter that she's become tired of Harold and seduces Hunter. When millions of dollars and diamonds are stolen from the guild, Hunter is ordered to terminate the person responsible. Hunter soon realizes that his target is Gillian and decides to go against orders and protect her. So Hunter and Gillian go on the run. A pulse-pounding, high-octane speed chase and gun battle ensue against the backdrop of Los Angeles. Hunter's revenge is revealed in an ending that will keep you on the edge of your seat. That's the whole movie. Like, that's beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, what... what what move? What's the name of the actor? Jonathan Banks. Jonathan Banks. Um, from what is the leader? It says from Beverly Hills Cop. And then John Hunter um, is the main dude, and I guess he was in the Fast and the Furious. And it says 2004, but this looks like he was made in the 80s from the from the photo. Yeah. No, I remember I had, and to, I had the screening party. I know. It's it's exciting. I'm trying to remember what the because I, I I I had it's not listed in IMDb under the guild it's under something else I had to I had to use the actor's name to look up when it was but I, I don't, I'm not seeing it now 
Yeah, if you just go to eBay and just type in the Guild DVD, like, of course, like, um, you know, our show will come up, but then uh, it'll be on there as well. Yeah, so I bought it because I was so uh, so surprised to see. And I love that they that they abandoned the name of the Guild. And I want to know now what it what it became. Do you think it had something to do with this show, The Guild? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's it's that the guild for that movie, the guild doesn't sound like anything. You know, it's um, well the guild. I mean, the, the guild is their organization. Like that's, I would think that's what it was. I mean, what, what did they change it to? Revenge. Yeah, I gotta find it now. Yeah, it's maybe like in the it's trivia or something. That's weird to change the name of a movie after it's already been out. Well, the that video is. Um, it, it, it looked like it was sort of like self self published or something, or you know, like a really small, uh, you know, really small company. Yeah, you know, like like it might have been a screener. Oh, there That's... it is. Yeah, um, sometimes revenge is a real killer. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. We should we should uh, have people. We should have. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that uh, tattooed on my neck. Nice, nice. Where is okay? I've got the guy. It is called. I'm looking up the. This is this is great podcasting too. But we'll we'll no, we'll have Ken we'll, we'll have Kenny post the picture all of the the movie that we're. We're talking. staying on the topic of the guild. Like yeah. we haven't gone off. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about the guild the whole time. I'm sure there'll be plenty of guild talk in the rest of the podcast of the the reason why people listen to this. <laughs> yeah, guild something. And maybe we'll attract fans of the old movie, The Guild, who are going to come on over. You know, and I'm sure they've got a podcast as well. That is. Uh, hey, remember when we did The Guild back in 2004? Yeah, that was good times. Well, that's all the time we have on the Guild podcast. Out of Reach? Is that what it's called? Was Steven Seagal? In- oh, no, wait. That's uh-huh. a Steven Seagal movie. Dang it. Oh, well. Well, we should move on. We've, we've spent enough time on my $2 uh, DVD purchase. We might sell some copies through this. I mean, if I was listening to this, I'd probably, probably be like, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I may actually buy it tonight. Yeah. I should put mine back up. I should put mine back up on eBay. This you should have Felicia sign about. yours and put it back up. Yes. Yes, that's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> the Guild movie signed by the whole cast. I would buy that. I, I would pay upwards of, of $2. No, I you paid $2. I, I would pay, pay double what you paid to get that. What is the name? Now it's really bothering me because I want to know. Because I think that there was like the numbers, the years didn't like, years like didn't match up. Like it was Here. later. So ask, you know, ask me I'm a question, I'll answer story. it, and while I'm answering it, you don't have to pay attention to it, and uh, look, look it up. <laughs> okay. Um, something. All right, great. So um, we'll, we'll go with some of the questions that have been sent in. Um, and actually, a couple questions about editing, which I think are some good ones. So uh, the first question, um, Mark Hustvet From TubeFilter. Yes, Mark from TubeFilter. He asks, what's it like having an editor this season, and does it make shooting easier, or do you kind of miss it? Um, as far as the, well, uh, before we did season four, um, and bef- I mean, this is with anything I, I had ever done, um, whether it was like stuff I did on my own or with awkward pictures or side projects or the guild seasons, uh, two and three, I've always edited, um, anything that I've directed and I refuse to let anyone else even touch it. Um, it's just something, I don't know. I've just always wanted that control and I've always felt that. I know what I've shot and it'd be easier to shoot. But the the funny thing about it is when I'm done, at least with like my, my cut, I look at it and I think because I've lived in it so long, as far as like pre-production and shooting and now editing, like I can't tell if it flows anymore, if it's good because I haven't stepped away from it. Um, So I've always been my own editor. And then just recently we decided because our schedule was so tight this year that there was no way I would be able to, direct the show and edit it immediately because I was also getting um, just, I knew that I needed to recover from the shoots. The shoots are very tiring. and So we're like, okay, well, while we're shooting, we can already have an editor on these episodes. That way, when we're done with the season, there'll be episodes already edited. So um, I had agreed to it. And so I used a buddy of mine, um, Matt Smith, who I met when I first came out to Los Angeles. 
I got a job as an assistant editor uh, for a sports show called Whacked Out Sports. It's actually still on TV, like on Spike or, you know, it's on 2 in the morning. It was one of those shows. But it's like basically a sports blooper show. And he was one of the editors there, and um, I got along with him really well, as, as well as uh, Dan Scruggs, um, who was the VFX guy there, who also does a lot of the VFX for the Guild, too. Um, and funny side story, actually, when I worked there um, at Whacked Out Sports, uh, Greg Benson, who was directing the Guild Season 1 at the time, was looking for an effects guy. And I had said, oh, hey, uh, you know, and I didn't even know it was actually for the Guild. He's like, hey, do you know an effects guy? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put you in touch with this guy, um, Michael Angrasani, who was the other effects guy at Whacked Out Sports. Uh, and so I wasn't involved with this. So basically, I just gave him a number. He called him. And then I remember... Um, Mike telling me like, "Hey, I'm gonna do some graphics work for your for your buddy Greg," and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then one day I walked into his office, and it was the scene. And mind you, like I hadn't watched the Guild yet. I hadn't really, I really known about it. I hadn't seen an episode of it. And I remember walking in to his office, and he was working on um, this scene, and it was the scene in Cheesy Beards where um, the Knights of Good are fighting Avanashi for the first, or they're battling Avanashi for the first time. So he was doing the fire in the eyes and the smoke coming out of the nose and when she holds her hands out and, and the electricity comes out of her fingers and everything. And and I so funny that was my first exposure ever to the guild was at this job separate from everything else, walking in and seeing it, which I always find um kind of funny because the the guy who was sitting in the other seat is now doing the effects um for me for the guild. So it's like it's just kind of a funny little uh uh transition there. But um I don't even remember what I was even talking. What was the oh? Uh, so Matt Smith worked there, and uh, so yeah. So he edited it th- th- this season. He also did not know the show, so I gave him seasons one through three. He watched it. He loved the show, and then um, yeah, he started editing them. And I, and I actually really prefer it now because it's easy now to step away, and for him to send me a cut, and I can look at it and be like, oh okay, this needs to change. That needs to change. Uh, get a different performance here. Uh, it's too fat. Like I can easily look at it now and, and tell what's wrong with it rather than after looking at it myself hundreds of times. And then I'm like, I can't tell if this is good or it's too fast or it's too slow. So then I have to get opinions from other people. Um, and then they're able to like, look at it like Felicia and Kim and say, Oh, you know, change this, change that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. And a lot of it's like, Oh, why didn't I think of that? Or, um, Oh yeah, that is a much better idea, you know? And, and so now I can kind of take that role and, and, but then also at the same time, Matt will do a lot of things that I would have never thought of. Like he introduced, um, the multi-screen aspect this season, which I was a huge fan of, um, like using uh, multiple. So I, I had done it once in season two when the girls all had to go to a separate chat channel. So we used uh, kind of that method of multiple screens. So we see different people at the same time on screen. Um, but that was just to show that they were separated from the guys who were still in game. But we hadn't used it since. That he actually used it like as a pacing method to like keep the episodes moving along. And um, plus, it was really appropriate that where he used it that I that I remember um, was in, in, in episode one when they all uh, so that you can get the multiple reactions to Codex saying that she's dating Fox. Exactly. And and what we would do before is like we would cut to everybody or we would only cut to like one or two people leaving the other people out. But like, uh, yeah, and it just it just worked really, really well. And and uh, in that first episode, I remember it was used. It was used pretty frequently. So we looked at it and uh, then decided like to pull back. And then Matt then only used it like when it was justified, like for reactions or for like, say, Codex's uh, videos going out, and and it and it just really worked. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, I'm also like a big fan of you know shows like 24 that that implement that kind of uh, style. So I I just really thought it, it, he added a lot to that. Or you know just like in the way he'll edit something or paste something or you know it's just great to get like the creative aspect of like Felicia writing, then me taking what Felicia's written and shooting it, and then Matt taking what I've shot and then editing it. You know and then. So it's like each person kind of gets to put a little bit of themselves into the final product. Um, and, of course, you know, these are all very like creative people. Like Matt's been an editor for a very long time. You know, Felicia's a great writer. We've got great composers, great effects people. Like, you know, we definitely tell them what we want. But then I am always up to the freedom of like, hey, do you mind if I just try something and show it to you? And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But um, 
but yeah, no, I'm a big fan of, of having other people edit it. It's, it's uh, I actually now prefer it. Now, Tonewa also asked, um, well, I'll read his whole question. Season four, episode one, credit to you. Sean Becker is online editor. What is that role? How does it interact of all with Matt Smith's role as editor? Um, so that, I mean, you, you answered a lot of that with uh, how it worked for season four and, and having Matt on board. But what is the, what is the credit online editor? Where, where is that used for? I'm actually unfamiliar of, you know, exactly how those credits, you know, are laid out or, or wherever. You know, yeah, ba- basically. Yeah, like Matt is the editor, so he's the one who takes the the raw footage and he puts it together. Um, and then online edit. Like this is at least the way I've worked with it. Um, when I used to work at at Whiteout Sports, that was I was assistant editor slash online editor there. So what we do with online editors, I kind of do the final polishes. So once once an episode of the show was done. You know, I had to make sure that all the graphics were in place or like I was the one who had to put the final little little touches in here and there. Or like if I felt like maybe something was a little off, I could go in and fix it. I was kind of like the last person who saw the um, show before it went out. Um, and so it was kind of like, you know, there's a quality assurance aspect to that. Um, mm-hmm. and also when I worked at it, it was, it was a clip show. So what we'd have to do a lot is we would work with temp footage and temp graphics. So my job then was to take that temp stuff and then put in the real, uh, put in the real stuff, assemble it. So with the guild, um, I have a, I have a similar role, whereas, uh, Matt usually does his, his first cut and that goes directly to me. I give him a round of notes. He does my notes and then he sends out a second cut that goes to me, Felicia, and Kim, and then the three of us give him notes. And then after he does that, then he gives the project to me, and then I do my final polishes to where, like, I'll kind of just sit down with it, and I'm not making any drastic changes, but, like, for, as I say, like, Uh I'm looking at other takes on performances, or I'm, you know, let me try something else out here rather than going back and forth so many times. Um, So part of that last little pass was to kind of, like, go in, maybe polish, maybe switch out some stuff. But then, you know, then I had to do all the elements. So what I do is I take Matt's um, episode and I take his episode and then I have to take the audio from that, send it to audio mixing uh, where post audio will then mix the audio. They send it back to me and then graphics come in and then titles come in. So I take all these elements. I take the episode, the titles, the graphics, uh, the sound effects, the music, and I put it all together uh, into a final project file. And then I go through it, make sure everything's where it should be, and then I'm I export. So I'm the very last person to see it before it, it goes out. And so that's kind of like the a difference. Like like usually an assistant editor, his role is to kind of organize the footage, and then um, a lot of assistant editors do rough cuts. The editor is the one who does like the meat of the editing, like does the real editing, really like makes it into a story. And then the online editor takes all the elements, puts it all together into the final project. Got it. Got it. Um, so let's do one last question before wrapping up uh, Guild something. Um, and Alan, the penguin guy, hi, Alan. Um, he actually asked a, a long question. I'm not going to ask the whole thing, but he, he asked about the bird sounds at the beginning of season three when uh, you go into Vork's tent. So um, he wanted to know if there's a story behind you know, adding that sound effects, uh, you know, that particular sound effect to it. Uh, yeah, basically, um, that's all it really was, was just sound effect. Like, the way that we'll do uh, post-audio, which is actually a really interesting method um, that I've kind of learned over time, is, you know, there's there's two types of sound effects that we do. There's, you know, from a sound effects library, um, which is sometimes great if you have a good library, but then a lot of libraries are very cheesy, very... Um, like low quality sound effects where it's like, Oh, that's a sound effect, you know? And so if you don't have that certain sound that you want, um, what we do then is, uh, something called Foley effects. And what a Foley effect is, is actually going out with a recorder and getting the sound effect yourself. So if you need a a sound of a car starting up and you don't really have it, or you have like maybe a cheesy one, then you literally just go out to your car and you'll, you'll get the real one. That's Foley. Um, or like, but it's funny, like the only, um, uh, example I can think of right now is I remember there was this one moment where we needed to get like the sound of someone punching something and 
it's like you would think that if you just like punch a wall or punch yourself, you can get it, but it doesn't sound just right. So the guy I was working with at the time, he would like literally just go get a towel, soak it in water and go out to the back parking lot. And he would record himself throwing the wet um, towel down on the ground. And it would make a slap sound and it was perfect. And so they do all these little tricks. You know, I know a lot of sound guys who always just carry a recorder on them. So if they hear birds, they'll go out and just record like 20 seconds of birds and make their own sound effects library because it's the, it's the real deal rather than like some kind of like a generated effect. Um, but we end up using like, yeah, like, you know, I like to try to use the sound effect library when I can just because it's easier. But if something's not right, then we'll literally just, you know, foley it and get it however we can, whether it's organic or we have to kind of like mimic that that sound effect. Cool. And, and uh, someone asked on, on Twitter, I think, about if there's ADR or additional dialogue recording, um, if that's done on the Guild. Um, and as far as I know, you don't do that. Is that correct? No, we don't. I mean, everything we've gotten. Um, and I, you know, I, I haven't worked on, like, the, the Guild's definitely, like, the biggest thing I've worked on. So I, I know that being said, I haven't really worked on. Um, like feature films that require heavy posts where they end up having like tons of ADR, you know, and, uh, and with this show, no, I mean like once in a while we'll throw something in. I mean like the, the luxury of this show is if we've missed a line or if a line wasn't right, you know, if it's during a guild chat scene and we don't have the video for it, it's okay. Cause we'll just have it come out of the, out of the speakers. Um, and it's very rare. The only, um, example I could think off the top of my head was in season three, um, when Riley and Zabu were going to, uh, have their picnic and that's the whole paintball scene. Um, and Zabu's running away and, and Riley's shooting him and saying, run into Z sweetie. And he goes, that wasn't 45 seconds. Uh, that was 80 yard where I'll just email Sundeep and ask him to send me like these reads on lines. And you know, it, it's very rare whenever we, we do it, but, um, you know, usually it's for a good reason, but as far as like, oh, we got to read this entire scene. Like, fortunately, we, we don't have to do that because I would imagine it's a pain. Cool. Well, um, you gave me just enough time to finally find uh, the alternate title of the guild. Uh oh. You, you want drum roll? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the new title of the guild is Downward Angel. Assassin John Hunter must inf- infiltrate the notorious guild and find the man responsible for his parents' death. That's the tagline? And it's actually listed as a 2001 movie, which is why I was having so much trouble finding it. Because the guild is listed as a 2004 movie, so I don't know. So it sounds like it was called Downward Angel, and then they tried to repackage it as the guild in 2004. So not not sure what the story is there, but... Downward yep, Downward Angel. Uh, where did you find this information? Uh, on IMDb, oh, very I used nice. the. You know what I did is I used that feature of IMDb where you can look for two actors credited together. You ever ever? Oh used that? yeah 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 that yeah. that that's a that's a new deal right? Yeah, so you can. So I I, I technically I cross uh, I cross checked the two actors from uh, whatever using a nerd voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I cross- some kind of algorithm. <laughs> I uh, cross-checked Matt Schultz and Jonathan Banks to find Downward Angel 2001 on IMDb. Okay, so, so pretty do you have a closing for Guild something? I can't remember. Nah, it's... I mean, maybe you can help me out with that. I don't know. Um, you mean like a sign-off? Yeah, you have a... Like, this has been another episode of Guild something. Uh, you know, um... Downward Angel might work. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sean, for doing that. We really appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'll appreciate Just kidding, it. I I'll do. Huh? <laughs> I like to give Sean Becker a hard time. I know, you guys have that cool relationship. It's time to thank those noble knights who shared in their loot. Donations are next. All right, it's time for donations. Yay, we love it. We do. We really appreciate it. We got quite a few. We, we got do, quite yeah. a few this month. Yeah, we really, really appreciate the donations. It does help pay for uh, the podcast, the websites, the equipment, all the fun stuff. And we're starting to gear up for Comic-Con. But before that, we're gearing up for our second anniversary. 
So, oh my gosh, already? Yes. Yep. My gosh, I'm, where did I'm, the time go? I'm in the early planning stages, so I'm not going to give anything away. I'm hoping it's going to be as epic as our first anniversary because that was pretty epic. Well, we got to top, we got to top it. So, yeah, I know that's we the hard part. So now I got. How can I don't know how to it? do that. So we're we're working on it, but uh, yeah. So donations do help, you know, because we do normally we have multiple guests and uh, we do have to feed the guests and you know keep them watered and all that fun stuff. I think Greg Arwanowitz should make a gigantic golden statue of the two of us <laughs> to put to put in your backyard. There we go. Yeah. And we'll un- we'll unveil it at the yeah, second fountain. anniversary. Make like a bird fountain. Oh my god, a fountain! <laughs> That's even better. Can the water be like spewing out of our mouths? That's right, out of our pointed ears, because we are both better, out. better there, better there than other places. Yeah, yeah. All right, let, let's get to the donations. <laughs> let's get to the okay. thank you. All right, first up we have Stoby Pyle. This is their first donation, so thank you so much, Stoby. Welcome to the donations club. Thank you. Thank you. Next up, we have Trond Ruffsholm. Ruffsholm. I hope that's right. Uh, this is their second donation. Thank you so much, Trond. And, of course, it wouldn't be a donation without Rick Moyer. This is his 18th donation. Thanks, Rick. Wow. You're going for the record. <laughs> Next up, we have Aaron Traham, who's doing our app. Yep. With the third. Yep. Thanks so much, Aaron. And he did a fourth uh, right after that. So we have Aaron Traham again for his fourth donation. He said he was going to donate $20 a week until he, the app's done. He's been doing that, if you noticed, on the list. That's crazy. I know. Um, up next, we have Joseph Mastroianni. This is his fourth yep, donation. My, my buddy Joe. Thanks, Joe, for the donation. And once again, we have Aaron. This is his fifth time around. And then Aaron again with his sixth. It's crazy. It's crazy, Kyle. Like, I get a donation, and then the next day I'm getting another donation. I'm like, you know you sent one last week or last yesterday. He's like, yep. I'm like, okay. Next up, we have Stephen Kane. It's his first donation. Thank you so much, Stephen. And then finally, we have Aaron again <laughs> with his seventh. Yeah. Wow. Seven in one month? He didn't know. That's he got to be a record. He did five in this month alone. Five. Yeah. Five in this month alone. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, obviously not this month in in October too. October, November. But yeah, he's 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 like he said he's going to do twenty dollars a week, and some of them have been substantially larger, and this last one was pretty large too. So yeah, you know, actually I I've been like I don't even know what to give them in return for you know for such you know generous donations. I know. Wow. Actually, I offered him an invitation to our second anniversary party. Oh, that's fantastic. So he was ecstatic when I told him. That that's what I was going to do. Have them come to the party. So that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic idea. I think it's a great, it's a great, it's a great thing to uh, that we can do because of his support. Not only the app, but all of the donations he's made, also, and the report, you know, from the the guild, Doctor Horrible Screening, and he's done a lot to support the podcast. And it's one way that we can thank him. That really, you know, is really special to him, and it's just really cool for us to be able to share that with him. So, but we thank all of our wonderful donors. We love you all. And we really appreciate it. We give you kisses. We give you kisses. Cookies, love, and kisses. Yes. Um, So many great things. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to make a donation, we are more than happy to take them. You can make uh, a donation to – there is actually um, two places where you can do it. You can do it on our Podbean website. There's a little PayPal button, or you can do it on our blog site. There's another PayPal button, or you can just send a donation from PayPal to knightsoftheguild at gmail.com. And if you make a $20 donation or more, you can actually choose from several of our cast member autographed photos. I'm actually putting an order in with some of them, some more of the cast members, because I'm running low. So hopefully I'll get some new ones, too. Time to get more! Yeah. There's a few cast members who seem to avoid me, so I'm going to see if I can... Nail them down and, and get some. <laughs> we still need to pick some up from Sandeep because he says he has them and they're really, oh, yeah. they're ready to go. We just, when one of us is down there, we just need to stop by and get them. So uh, keep that in mind if you're ever down in that area. Will do. Awesome. But yeah, we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for the donations. Stay connected with Knights of the Guild on the World Wide Web. Here's how it's business time. And now we have come to my favorite part of the show. What's that? It's business time. Business, business time. time. Business time. Business time. So, woo-hoo. 
once again, we have our awesome, awesome business time recorded by our listeners, which are fantastic. And just a reminder, please send more. We want more. Right. We have another business time contest with a big prize. Big, big prizes. All right. Let's take a listen. Leave us comments on on Podbean and or reviews at iTunes. You can also email us at KnightsOfTheGuild at gmail.com. Do you want to be a baller? Then do so by following our blog at KnightsOfTheGuildPodcast.blogspot.com. We have a fan page on Facebook and WatchTheGuild.com group. Join both if you know what's good for you. Are Knights of the Guild on Twitter? You know it. Follow them at Knights of Guild. You can also follow the host Kenny at Geeky Fanboy and Jenny at Jenny Powell. Knights of the Guild also have a Cafe Press online shop where you can buy Knights of the Guild t-shirts, magnets, magnets, buttons, and and so so much much more. more. Go to cafepress.com slash K-O-T-G. And Knights of the Guild Zazzle online shop, where you can buy Knights of the Guild t-shirts, magnets, buttons, Buttons, and and so so much much more. more. Can be found at zazzle.com slash Knights of the Guild. Like listening to the podcast, but wish you could watch them as well. Then look no further than the Knights of the Guild Ustream channel at www.ustream.tv backslash channel backslash knights-of-the-guild where you can watch previously recorded podcasts or even their exciting one-year anniversary with all your favorite cast and crew members of the Guild. Please to be giving us call and leave message on our Knights of the Guild Google Voice 818-308- K-O-T-G, that is 5684. And if you want to take your fanboy or fangirlness to the limit, send us pictures of you sporting some kind of Knights of the Guild or Guild-themed clothing. It could be a Knights of the Guild t-shirt. Maybe a shirt from the Guild itself. Maybe you're doing cosplay. Maybe you own Zabu brand sweatpants. Maybe you purchase the Vincent Queso Blade-style teen male modeling wig. Maybe you neglect your kids like Clara, and you want to send us pictures. We don't assume liability for any legal actions taken against you. Maybe your room has as much pink as Tinkerbella's. Maybe you dress just like Vork, even when your job is to be a children's birthday party clown, and you wear the headset anyway. Maybe you're as neurotic as Sid, but if you were, you wouldn't take pictures of yourself. No matter what, send us your guilty photos, so we can post them in a section on our Podbean website called our listeners. Thanks so much, guys, for doing those. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and like Jenny said, we do, we do have the business time contest that's still happening. So you can get those in and have a chance to win an 11 by 17 poster of the Guild cast in their Avatar outfits. This was handed out exclusively at Comic-Con 2009. And I only have I only have like three left, and it's signed by all six cast members. It's signed by Tara Casa, who plays Dina. Signed signed also by Michelle Boyd, who plays Riley, and then the wonderful director Sean Becker also signed it. So it's a pretty sweet gift. And all you gotta do is record our business time. That's it. Very simple, and then send it to us. So easy. It, Everyone it can do it. <laughs> it is. It is. So hopefully. Uh, next, our next podcast, Jenny will be able to join me because I do kind of miss you, Jenny. It's weird not having I miss you, you too. next to me. We can't play off each other as well with, uh, you know, we're talking over each other because of the Skype delay. And next time, and you can't see me make my funny faces. That's right. And you know, actually, if you're super busy, I may be able to actually drive to you and bring my mobile. What? Yeah, I didn't think about that. Oh, I bring my mobile podcasting system around and we can, uh, record that way also that might work we can do some on location recording we could fun places we could do that yeah that would be cool all right but uh before we go always remember the ceiling is falling isn't it the sky is falling not when you're inside <laughs> that's a good point good point all right i'll take that Knights of the Guild is in association with Between the Lines Studios. You can find other mobile podcasts at BetweenTheLineStudios.com.
It's been called the best sci-fi fandom documentary since Trekkies. Four stars, says Brian Orndorff of DVDTalk.com. Costuming, gaming, comics, collecting, and everything else in between. If you're a fanboy, you've gotta see Pegworms. The geeks shall inherit the earth. Well, there's still the stereotype out there that we're a bunch of geeks who live in our parents' basements. 35-year-old living in the mom's basement, yes. Uh, that's the typical stereotype. I'm in my mid-30s and I still read comics and I tell people that I read comics and they look at me sideways. You know, I don't volunteer that I play D&D because, you know, people do sometimes look at you like, hmm. Today I'm dressed up as a Jedi Knight. Jedi Knights are the uh, guardians of peace and justice and uh, in a time like this I think we need uh, more of them. A lot of us are geeks who live in our parents' basements, but, you know, we're harmless. We don't walk around with uh, propellers on top of our hats. It's not really anything to be ashamed about. Yes, I make lightsabers in my basement. I don't care who knows. We do it because we like it, not as much as because somebody else likes it. If they want to have fun, dress up as a Klingon, why not, you know? You may think I'm a geek or a loser, but I'm having fun at it. It's, it's what makes me happy, and, I, you know, I, I could be spending my money on crack. Ordinary, common, average, run-of-the-mill, these are synonyms for, for normal. Who the hell wants to be average? I know that I'm a loser, I know that I'm a geek, but it makes me happy. <laughs> hey, warmers, the geek shall inherit the earth. Now available on DVD at www.pegwarmers.tv. Hey everybody, this is Chris Pope from the Tech Barbarians podcast over at techbarbarians.com. Just want to give a shout out first off to Kenny and Jenny for being so awesome. You guys really do add a lot to the the guild in general. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. You guys that are fans, if you uh, would like, come on over to techbarbarians.com and have a listen to some of the interviews that we've got going on. We've uh, interviewed Vince Casso, Amy Okuda, we've uh, talked to Brett Sheridan. Jenny Powell's on soon, as well as Sean Becker. Uh, we have a few more things lined up. Lots of fun interviews happening with a lot of uh, really cool people. We're very thankful for that. Have a listen if you can, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash You can find all the stuff we're doing over at techbarbarians.com. Thanks so much, everybody. Knights of the Guild has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative works, 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.